0: Out the window right now Watching all this snow Looking good, looking great Looking fresh air Yeah, I want to thank my people For coming in and chiming in on me And listening to me I sit here and marinate on my thoughts Maybe some of y'all can help me With my thoughts Give me your opinion, what you think about it, How you feel All you gotta do is just come on in And, holler at me and let me know So, you know I got a lot of information i like to know. I'm not here to start nothing. I'm not here to begin nothing. And I ain't even here for no drama. I'm just here to learn. Just here to learn. And just here to learn. But I want to thank all y'all for coming in. Y'all take care and have a blessed day. And peace.
1: Won't you stand, won't you stand by me, I just give a little more time, I just give a little more time with you, I may stand, you'll stand by me, won't you stand, won't you stand by me, stand by
0: me? I just give a little more time.
1: Gonna be a quick Passover announcement, right? We in January, the Passover. Um actually, uh, today is January 20th, so we're exactly about three months away from Passover, so we gotta get an early start. Alright, the spring will be here before you know it, April 21st will be here before you know it. We gotta get in and get ready for the Passover. So um Leviticus 23 and 4. These are the feasts of Yahweh even holy convocations which ye shall proclaim in their seasons all right so we're in winter now as you can see the most i got the storms and everything um beating up the country but we are in winter now so but the spring will be here before we know it so we got to prepare for the passover season all right leviticus 23 and 4 again these are the feasts of Yahweh. even holy convocations which ye shall proclaim in their seasons and the 14th day of the first month at even is Yahweh's Passover. And the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread unto Yahweh. Seven days ye must eat unleavened bread. And the first day ye shall have an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. So the Passover is coming upon us. We, we're not supposed to eat. No leavened bread for seven days. All right, for seven days, we're not supposed to eat any leavened bread, bread with yeast in it. We can only eat bread without yeast in it. That's gonna be this year from, uh, let me get a calendar. Um, That's gonna be from Sunday, April 21st, until, let me see here. Um, until Sunday, April 28th, Sunday, April 28th at even, you can go back to eating bread. All right. The opening will be Sunday, April 21st. The closing will be Saturday, April 27th. But yeah, you know, um, Frederica said, yeah, you lose all kind of weight during that time. Yeah. Because, um, because you're not eating all that yeast and starch, all right. So you lose it. It's a good diet in time. All right. So April 27th at even will be the closing ceremony, but April 28th Sunday at even you can go back to eating yeast. All right. And then of course April 21st at even when the Passover starts, you um. You know you have you have to start eating unleavened bread from that day. By the way, Salaki, I, I should have said that in the beginning. Don't forget to get your calendars, Israel. Order your calendars today. All right, they're in. I just got uh, another batch in the other day. So the calendars are available. Order your calendars. Um, I get them out to you within days. Priority mail. Order your calendars. Email me at houseofisraelnyc at gmail.com. Order your calendars, all right? And um, this week, I may be doing a discount because um, brothers and sisters you know uh we want to make sure y'all get your calendars so we may be running a little discount this week for y'all let me see if i can make some things happen and then i can you know filter it down and give y'all a blessing all right um so order your calendars y'all. H hoi high holy feast day 2020 it's like your 2024 high holy day feast day calendars make sure y'all order them all right but anyway, uh, without further ado, so Leviticus 23 and 8. But ye shall offer an offering made by fire unto Yahweh seven days. And the seventh day is an holy convocation. Ye shall do no servile work therein. Work for hire. Servile work is work for hire. The seventh day of the Passover will be Saturday, April 28th at even. That's when your fast of your Passover closing starts. But on Sunday, the 20th. Uh, Um salakia on Sunday the 28th at even. Did I say Saturday the 28th? Uh, I meant to say Saturday the 27th. Salakia, if I said the 28th. But on Saturday the 27th at even is your feast, your Sabbath, where you do your closing ceremony. Then that night throughout Sunday during the day, the 28th is still your Sabbath. And then sundown at Sunday night, the 28th at even you can go back to eating yeast. Maybe you can cook you a nice meal, a nice Sunday dinner. All right? So, um, real quick, this year, the Passover will be held in its season during the spring, April 21st, Sunday, April 21st, 2024, at even. This year, Hoi will be in Philadelphia, will be in the Philadelphia general area. Um we should have an exact address soon but we are in between two locations germantown and downtown um philly but we will be in the general philly area for those of y'all that want to lock down hotels and airbnbs and things of that nature we'll have an exact address for you soon asap We're um we're kind of narrowing it down between two two maybe three places but we almost got it narrowed down and uh, we most likely gonna be going with the one in Germantown, but we'll keep y'all posted. All right, we will keep y'all posted. But it'll be in a general Philly area. Now, if you wanna, um, if you want to uh, get your hotel and make your plans now, that's fine. The dates will be uh, April nineteenth, twentieth, and twenty-first. Those will be the three main itinerary days friday april 19th saturday shabbat april 20th and sunday april 21st friday will be camp you know what i'm saying most likely camp evening tonight camp <clears throat> saturday uh, saturday will be most likely shabbat class and camp and then uh gathering meet and greet saturday night uh most likely we're gonna have our second annual yeast fest Alright, where you get your little last minute East on before sundown On the Passover, then Sunday During the day, nothing, it's a free day Just get ready for the Passover Sunday night, so that will be The three day itinerary All of that will be on a flyer And it will be given out To all the brothers and sisters All right. I mean you know It will be posted and given out Right, so this year, again HOI Passover Sunday April 24th April 21st, Salakia, 2024 at even. Most likely start time will be about 7:30 8 p.m. Negro time. All right, let's start on time this year, Israel. We say that every Passover, but you know, you yeah, uh colored people, Israelite time, Salakia. But um, so that's that. If you're gonna be uh attending, let us know. You must RSVP ASAP because Spots will fill up quick. Alright, spots, we got room now, but spots will fill up quick. I just got a um I just got a RSVP last night for 20 people. Alright, so uh we got a little room this year because again, H O I Salakia, so like, y'all. You know, uh we went through another split, Salakia so like, unfortunately. So uh quite a few brothers and sisters left the congregation, so we have room this year but we may have room if you if you know what i mean so we have my point being we have room but you got to RSVP as soon as possible all right because the spots will fill up we know we know the amount of people we average each year so we always go with that amount of people but the spots will fill up so there's room but they may not be room all right we we anticipate and because of uh those that departed that's gonna free up other room, but some people might fill in that space. Some people won't. So now the donation. All right, let's go to uh, Deuteronomy 16:16. 16, 16, so y'all don't stone me. All right, yeah, everything gotta be about what we gotta pay. Yes, because these venues are not free, right? You gotta you gotta get the venue. You gotta get lamb, wine, decorations. Um, logistics, traveling Some people uh, Some people may be able to afford More than others So you gotta maybe help people out Some people wanna come But they need money um, to help with their traveling And lodging, all that That's what the Passover is all about That's why we need you support So um, the donation this year Will be uh, what we normally do each year Singles to a family of three A hundred dollars Families of four or more, $200. Or, or, listen carefully, or whatever you can afford. Whatever you can afford. If you say, look, I'm a single brother. Times is hard on the boulevard. I can give 40 elder. Okay, we're not going to say, brother, you ain't got the other $60. You can't come to the Passover. No, that's when we will put in the rest. Or some of y'all that can't afford it. I mean, or some of y'all, shalom. Some of y'all that may not be able to make it or you can afford to make it or whatever you might do, well, I wanna donate towards a family that that, that don't have it. Or I wanna donate to a brother that might be short. Sometimes brothers and sisters um, do that, you can do that. But the main thing is Deuteronomy 16, 16. Three times in a year shall all thy males appear before Yahweh thy power in a place which he shall choose. In the feast of unleavened bread, And in the feast of weeks and in the feast of tabernacles, and they shall not appear before Yahweh empty. Every man shall give as he is able, according to the blessing of Yahweh, thy power, which he hath given thee. The reason why we give a round figure is because we calculate it and we know how much everything costs. And plus, we know some may not be able to give that figure, but you donate what you can. If you're a family of four and you say, hey, you know, I can do 125 but, you know, my budget is tight. Okay, we'll work with you. But if you can do the whole amount, do the whole amount also because <clears throat> we have to pay for the Passover, all right? So RSVP at House of Israel, NYC at gmail.com. Like I said, you know, um, spots going to fill up quick. If we get a flux of people, which we normally don't, we know what we average, Y'all yeah, know HOI, we're a little big congregation. We're not a really a large congregation like that. We know what we average each year. And then sometimes, you know, people people are not around anymore. You know, so that opens up numbers or whatever. Or it makes it less people. So the point being, though, RSVP ASAP so you can get your spot. If we have to go with a bigger venue, then we can do that. If we get an in influx of people, but I doubt it. I know what we average uh, every year with a, with a little big camp. But the most I said, give according to as you're able. Give what we put around figure, but don't get simple. I always mm-hmm. gotta use examples. One year, brother said, nah, I ain't I ain't I ain't gonna come to the Passover because I ain't got a hundred dollars. I said, brother, we said whatever you can afford. Just give what you can if you know it's sincere from your heart. If you know you ain't sitting on 10 racks in your pocket. And like, sure, man, I'm, I'm I'm giving $20 for the Passover. And I'ma eat the biggest passover uh uh plate of lamb and I'ma have the, the the 10 10 uh glasses of wine. If you are being cheap Charlie, then of uh, yeah, but if you're struggling, you're on a budget, we will work with you. Sometimes we we're willing to come out of our own pocket. Whatever we gotta do to make the the Lord's Passover and feast happen. So don't worry about it. But just give what you can. Some of those that are more blessed, you can give extra to fill in for those that may have less, right? Everybody understand, put a con triple seven. So you got an RSVP now. We got three months, as of today, tomorrow, January 20th, 21st, we got three months and time is not waiting. We are already three weeks into 2024. Moza is not playing with time. All right, so if you're gonna come, it's in Philly, any of y'all in the Philly area, I don't I don't want no excuses. New York, New Jersey, Philly, anywhere in the northeastern area, even a, a DMV area, no excuse. You two, three hours away by a car. You half an hour, 45 minutes on a plane. Up and down on a plane. So let's go. All right, get your little pennies together and, and let's go. We got three months as of today, tomorrow. We have three months. That's not a lot of time, but that is a lot of time if you're planning and preparing. Alright, so let's get it. Um, again, Deuteronomy 16:16. 16, 16, Three times in the year shall all thy males appear before Yahweh thy power in a place which he shall choose. In the feast of unleavened bread, and in the feast of weeks, and in the feast of tabernacles. The feast of unleavened bread is the Passover. So you must appear. The reason why it says all the males, because of course the male is the head and dominant figure of the family, but a lot of times the women. The women would be prone to be more unclean than the men with through, uh childbirth and uh uh the monthly and things of that nature so the males a lot of times the women would miss out but the male he's required to be there but if the wife is not unclean there's no problem with the children they are required to be there at the uh, main feast also but it says males because the male figure he's most likely To not have to deal with so many uncleannesses as the woman And be available for the feast Alright, but everybody's required But the male is the most important Because he's the head of the family And naturally, if he's appearing to the feast He's going to bring the family, the wife and the children Right, so um, from there Let's go to uh, Exodus 12 Exodus chapter 12 I'm only going to read a few Not going to be on this long Alright The Passover is important, it's coming up Alright, I know, I know I know y'all probably Want us to be on here talking about Big Jook And Yo Gotti Right, and all the other drama and gossip That's going on, but we'll touch on all that stuff Y'all know we'll touch on it In camps and different things We know y'all want to come on here and see the sensationalism The Jewish rat tunnels In New York City But the Passover is important also Y'all, alright So, um Exodus 12 and two, right? Um, so like yeah, Exodus chapter 12, verses one and two. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. So the Passover month brings in our new year also. What day is it this year? All right, if y'all get your calendars, you'll put it be able to put it up on your wall and see. This year, it will be when? April 7th. It will be Sunday, April 7th at even. All right, that's our new year. Sunday, April 7th, 2024, at even. I ain't going to show y'all the rest. <laughs> y'all got to get the calendar to see the Passover graphics we did. We uh, put some good work into the graphics on the calendar. Get your calendars this year. All right, get your 2024 feast day calendars. Now, once again, right? Again, uh, Exodus 12, 1 and 2 That's our new year The Passover month brings in our new year All right, so that's our first month Now, something important I want to touch on Right This is uh, Exodus 12, 8 and 9 You have a lot of A lot of veganism coming into um, The nation of Israel Which I'm not knocking nobody But I'm nobody's vegan, you know I try to get the healthier meats But I'm nobody's vegan And um and yes, I still eat red meat. You know, I don't, I try to balance it and try to flush it out with salads and fruits and different things, water, you know, balance it out. Diet, you know, proper other things in your diet, exercise, working out, whatever. But during the Passover, you must eat the lamb. There's no way around it. It's a commandment. Let me let me read it. Exodus 12 and 8. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire. The flesh is the flesh of the lamb. All right? And unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. So you must, you must eat of the flesh in that night. The Passover night, there's no excuses, all right? Eat not of it raw, like the so-called white man, or eat your meat red and raw and bloody, all right? Nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs with the pertinence thereof. So you're supposed to eat the, the, the Passover, the flesh, of the lamb, so all you vegans out there, all you vegans out there, you must eat the lamb on the Passover. I know vegan; it's a fad now. It's popular. Some of y'all don't know what the hell y'all doing, right? You just jumping along, you going along with with the uh, hype. Then you gotta you gotta study about veganism because a lot of people said they went vegan, and the damn they killed them or cause them medical problems and they had to go back to eating meat. So I'm not saying if you're vegan, you're wrong. Don't, you know, oh, elder, you judging me? Cause don't judge us. Don't judge a, a man or woman that eats meat and don't judge a brother that want to be vegan. But on the Passover, you have to eat the lamb. So I want to stress that because you got a lot of people getting into this veganism now. All right, but on the Passover, you got to eat, even if it's a small piece, you got to eat, eat a piece of the lamb. All right, so do we have any questions? So basically the Passover for seven days, you can't eat any leaven, which is yeast. Look at your ingredients. The Passover is a good time to cook at home, cook with a lot of more natural ingredients, a lot of fruits, vegetables, salads, natural fruit juices. Eat at home, or if you're going to eat out, uh, um, tell a restaurant you want a list of the, um, the ingredients in their foods. Alright, um, you can eat flatbreads like tortillas. Alright, um, you can eat like uh some of the halal rats, right? Uh the Avenger. How do you contact me for a calendar? House of Israel N Y C at Gmail.com. Email House of Israel like the Country Israel, I-S-R-A-E-L-N-Y-C. Short for New York City at gmail.com. Get your orders in, man, so you can get your calendars out. Houseofisraelnyc at gmail.com. All right, so seven days you can't eat any yeast, all right, which is leaven, which is yeast. Any yeast products, do not eat for those seven days. If you're unsure, when in doubt, just leave it out. If you're in doubt, leave it out. All right, now. uh, any questions? As I'm as I'm, I'm talking, y'all can type in y'all questions. I give y'all a few minutes, and uh, I'm gonna wrap it up soon. Now, again, H O I Passover. All right, 2024 will be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the city of H O I Brotherly Love. I'm in my Philly vibes. Got my Beanie Siegel <laughs> instrumentals on, right? hope they don't give me a strike because I didn't know the lyrics was on that. I thought it was just a beat. But anyway, no folly. Um, so, like I said, HOI, we went through some things. Uh, you know, we went through some things even with our Philly congregation. But that does not stop the Passover. The Passover goes on. All right, the Passover still goes on in Philly. That's the city we picked from last year. That's the city it's going to be in. The Passover goes on. All right, now, again, HOI Passover, April twenty Sunday, April 21st, 2024 at Even, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Tentatively, we're either going to be in Germantown or either the downtown Philly area, all right? We will keep y'all posted. If anything changed with the location, we'll keep it updated, but once we finalize on a location, the address will be out so you know where to get your hotels, your um, Airbnbs, so on and so forth. We wanna try to have a hotel block, right? We was trying to get the Marriott, but there was too much red tape with the food. We told them, you know, we have a kosher diet, we have to prepare our Passover meal and serve it. And it was just too much, you know, we was going to get a room block and the Marriott and everything, but um, everything was good. So beans and rice and things are fine. Just no heaven bread and greenness. Yes, beans and rice is fine. Ahaziah, you must be a northern kingdom. Rice and beans. Arroz con pollo. No, that's chicken and rice. All right. Arroz habichuela. All right. You want your rice and beans. Arroz habichuela. to um, sister, Ma. Um, shh. Um, yeah, beans and rice is good, though. There's, as far, last time I checked, there's no leaven, there's no yeast in beans, there's no yeast in rice. All right? Arroz habichuela, por favor. Dame arroz habichuela. Arroz amarillo. And negro habichuela. Boricua. Right? us leave while I need my beans and rice here. Levi too, Levi need they beans and rice, man. Judah too, goddammit. I need my I need my Hoppin' Johns with no pork in it. I need my rice and black-eyed peas, goddammit. No pork in it though. Smoked turkey. Uh Ahaziah's Judah. Yeah, Judah like rice and beans too, goddammit. Every time I go home to New York, man, I gotta go to Simeon. I gotta go to Simeon and get some get some rice and beans. And <laughs> hey, Judah too, goddammit. We make our little rice with our beans. Pinto beans, lima beans uh, black-eyed peas, Hoppin' John's No pork in it though Alright, so any other questions or comments? No folly, no folly We just having a little fun I just wanted to come on here and do a quick announcement So we can get this ball rolling We got three months left We want to start building this uh, momentum For HOI Passover in Philly Right, the city of HOI Brotherly love All Alright so yeah, I gotta try to make it. No excuses, man. No excuses. Y'all gotta try to make this Passover, kind. So any more questions or comments? I'm gonna get ready to um, I'm gonna get ready to wind it down and close it out. All right. Any more questions or comments? <clears throat> Kingdom minded, one forty four k. Shalom. So yeah, uh, these um, these feast days are important. You know. You have to attend, you know, you have to make uh, your earnest effort to make, all right? You gotta give, you gotta, um, you gotta make your earnest effort to make it to the Most High's Feast, man. No excuse, all right? No excuse. So any more questions or comments? Any more questions or comments? All right, anybody? Any more questions or comments? I'm gonna give y'all a few more minutes, so can... All right. Any more questions or comments? How many of y'all, this will be your first Passover? Anybody, will this year be your first Passover? And do you need instructions on your meal? All right. Frederica, you wasn't listening. We're in Philly. It's gonna be either probably in Germantown or downtown Philly. Well, really, we have a tentative place that's most likely locked down. All right, I dealt with the owners, everything. Um, that's in Germantown, but I got a couple of other places that I'm gonna check out. Cause you know, you never know. You might get a, the the place we got is nice. Most likely we gonna settle on that one, but you know you never know. You know you can uh, find a you can find a better, uh, nicer spot, better deal, whatever you know. So, but we gotta lock it down because we only got three months. Um, I'm still on the West Coast. When I get back to the East Coast, I'm uh I'm gonna um head right to Philly and and get that get that going. All right, lock it down. I mean we have brothers and sisters in Philly, but I'm hands on. And I'm visual, I I gotta see where we are gonna be at. So I cannot, I can tell them, go ahead and lock it down. But I got, I have to see it myself before we make, sign any contract, hand over any money. I have to see it myself. Oh, you're looking for hotels. Well, downtown is good. Downtown is good, but anywhere in the general Philly area, that's affordable. Downtown might be a little bit more pricey. And plus you can reserve a room for now And then if we get a hotel block for a better rate, you can always cancel that room and come to the hotel we got for the block. Ahaziah, your second Passover, all praises. It'll be your first time attending with H.R.I.R. Khan, all praises, sis. Uh, Great, gonna be great to see you there, all praises. I'm excited. Passover, one of the most exciting times of the year. Right, esau have that uh, commercial um um when the children going back to school and um they play it sometime during the, the pagan season um it's the most wonderful time of the year <laughs> no folly no folly no folly downtown is good but anywhere in the general philly area that's affordable downtown might be a little bit more pricey and plus you can reserve a room for now and then if we get a hotel block for a better rate, you can always cancel that room and come to the hotel we got for the block. Ahaziah, your second Passover, all praises. It'll be your first time attending with H.R.I.R. Mas, Khan. all praises, sis. Uh, great, gonna be great to see you there, all praises. I'm excited. Passover, one of the most exciting times of the year. Like right, Esau have that uh, commercial um um when the children going back to school and um they play it sometime during the, the pagan season. Um it's the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> no folly, no folly, no folly. Held up here singing Edomite songs, whatever.
2: Tell me why they envy me Lord, I pray you defend me from my enemy na, na. Defend me from my enemy Defend me from my enemy yeah. Defend me from my enemy Defend me, no, no,
3: On that, yeah, so basically, um, the reason why it's titled Pastor Says 12 Disciples Were Wrong, Paul Was Right, because you said that they were still, and I, I share some of your sentiments, but not to your degree, that all of them were still, uh in a process of 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 gaining understanding but the way you worded it and you could stand on it or 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 maybe rectify or explain to me what you meant is that paul is the one who got this final revelation and so now all the disciples who were saying one thing they need to conform to this final revelation that paul got Oh, uh, well, I, I would I would
2: say it like this. I, I was what I was ultimately speaking to um, um, Elder Green about was the fact that the book of Acts is what many people call the transitional book. So it was actually a recording of, you know, the acts of the apostles, the acts of the Holy Spirit. And so throughout that process, they were learning. It, it, it shows, again, the growth. Uh, and the learning and the doctrinal understanding that they were coming to. I, I mentioned the fact that how in Acts 10, uh, they learned at that point that Gentiles uh, were, uh, could be saved. Uh, they learned that they didn't, that it wasn't something that they had understanding of prior to. Uh, and then what I was ultimately saying that when he got to Acts 15, uh, they, they still were attempting to work out the the uh what we call the middle wall of separation between jew and gentile uh in the church which uh, again it it talks about in ephesians chapter 2 that that middle wall is broken down uh as a result of again man no longer being under the law uh and so god through that through jesus christ created one one new man and so i'm saying that if we look at the majority of the doctrinal books we see paul Uh, giving more understanding regarding this thing, regarding the law, regarding Jew and Gentile, things like that. So from that standpoint, I I do believe that he had greater uh, revelation of that and that they were still learning and working through that.
3: Okay. So would you say that in Acts 15, that James, you agree that that's the brother of Jesus Christ, right? Yes. And the rest of those elders, they're in the faith. Yeah, absolutely. saved. Holy Ghost field, yes. Okay, so was it it wrong for them to put those laws on those Gentiles? Uh, No, I wouldn't say it was wrong. Just
2: like it wasn't wrong for them to not preach to Gentiles prior to that revelation that Peter received uh, regarding the food coming down. But it was, again, a learning thing. It was a growth thing. And just like when it came to Peter, who at first initially didn't feel... He thought it was unlawful for him to, to go into the house of a Gentile. Uh, again, he ultimately learned that, no, God isn't calling that unclean anymore. So whatever happened prior to that it wasn't necessarily wrong. It was just without the full understanding of what God ultimately was doing.
3: Okay. So at that time of Acts 15, uh, were the, the disciples and apostles who walked with Christ, were they Were they Paul's authority? Uh,
2: no, no, all all of them were apostles sent one from Jesus Christ and he's the authority Jesus Christ is. And uh, Paul was an apostle sent by the Lord Jesus Christ uh, with the gospel.
3: Okay. So, but if that's the case, then why did Paul say, I can't answer this about the circumcision. We got to go have a council with the elders. Why is he calling them elders? And why is he having to go have a council with them instead of conferring through the Holy Spirit with the most or Jesus to give a definitive answer on this salvation as it pertains to the circumcision? Uh, because those individuals came down from James. So it's like, okay, they came down
2: from James. Let's go back up there and let's let's discuss this and talk about this. And Paul talked uh, in Galatians two, you know, his goal in going up there was to communicate his gospel, the gospel, and the revelation that the Lord had given him, and so that was his motivation in going up there. It wasn't to gain, you know, you know what we are ultimately called to do. It was okay. I'm going to communicate uh, this gospel up there, and I'm fighting vehemently against what these people came down here saying.
3: Okay, so uh, when it says, "Except you be saved by the circumcision of Moses," Um, you can't be saved now we know as you said in the video James the Jews at the church they still had this understanding that of course the Israelites who believed the Messiah had to keep the law that wasn't the question
2: you, I'm sorry you asking me, me yeah. that Well, well I, I will say that they weren't doing it for the purpose of salvation but again, they were Jews who had been under the law for years. And again, there was a, uh, um, a, a learning of, pertaining to this that, again, that, that even from the standpoint of them, that they're not under the law as well, that that was still something that they were uh, ultimately gaining understanding of as well.
3: So did Jesus Christ ever teach the 12 disciples that the law is done away?
2: No, absolutely. Because the law isn't done away. It's still there right now. It's just a matter of, uh, according to the scripture that you had up earlier in Romans chapter seven, that those who truly trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and find salvation in his name are dead to the law. So we are in Christ, the one who perfectly fulfilled and kept the law for us. And because we're in him, we then become dead to the law because he did uh, the work on our behalf. And he's okay. ultimately going to do the work on the inside of us as well to change us.
3: Okay, so in... I, w- I want to come back here. I want to I come back here, but m- maybe I don't want to... Well, I do. Okay, so since we're here, since we talked about that, how did Jesus Christ, right? Because that, that that's your Lord, right? Yes, he's the absolutely. One who died, he's the one who died for your yeah. sins, right? So in Matthew... 19 and 16 how did jesus christ say one gets eternal life uh he was what
2: speaking to an individual who asked him is this the rich young ruler who came to him yeah and i uh, and said uh um wait, where is it at let's see Yeah, verse 16 go ahead you and want
3: to read and said unto him good master what good things shall i do that i might inherit eternal life and he said unto him, why cost me thou good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if you will enter into life, keep the commandments. What commandments are these? He's talking about the law, the Old Testament law. So you agree that Jesus taught that you get eternal life by keeping the Old Testament law? I believe that he, he was telling that
2: rich young ruler that, and he was using the law for the purpose in which it was intended, which was to show man that you can't. That's his whole purpose in saying that, which that gentleman, nor can anybody else, gain eternal life
3: through the law. And so, so he's he gonna do something, but but he is, this isn't past tense, this is future tense. This is telling if you wanna get eternal life, keep the commandments.
2: Yeah, he, absolutely. It's no, it's no different than God in the Old Testament saying that the law is gonna be your righteousness. Uh, but at the same time, your righteousness is filthy rags. And so it's the ultimate purpose of the law is to show, man, you can't keep it. And that's what Jesus was ultimately doing with this individual. But we well, everybody, if we would acknowledge it, would recognize that none of us can keep okay. the law and actually gain. Well, it. You
3: do all things do Christ Jesus.
2: Uh, well, you got to read that in the context of, of what Paul was talking about uh, when you use that scripture.
3: Were, were there ever anybody else in the Bible who was said to keep the, all the law and be blameless? Uh, I think that
2: it talked about uh, the mother and father of of um, John, wasn't Yeah. So they it did. Said, it said that they were blameless according to the law. But it also Paul said uh, that of himself that he was blameless, and we know according to Romans seven that he showed that him trying to keep the law he felt it miserably. So that does not mean. that uh, that simply because it says a person was blameless pertaining to the law doesn't mean that they actually, uh, again, um, live righteously to the degree where they obtained eternal life.
3: Yeah, so when Paul says that, I can hear you on that, but the context here says the reason why they were blameless and righteous, because it says walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Yeah, and it says blameless. And that's what you have to recognize what
2: blameless. Uh, is again, and and because this is the thing, so there are multiple scriptures in the Old Testament and in the New that clearly show that there's none righteous. Would you agree with that? Nobody is righteous. I don't. I don't, I don't take that as absolute because the Bible says there are righteous men. You no, know I'm saying according to the law, though they actually keep the law. I believe them that righteous men, but I believe that righteousness is by faith, though, and on And so again, but. In regard so, to
3: actually keeping the law, uh is a person well, it just told righteous. you that it just told you that these this was before you guys teach that the law is done away with that these that guys cool. were righteous, and then it also says Abel. Was Abel righteous? Absolutely, yes. Okay, so there was there was righteous men, right? But what were they righteous by? By keeping God's laws and
2: commandments. Well, again well, the old testament law wasn't in place at, at the time of abel but it was about him believing god see again righteousness has always been based on it and true righteousness has been based on you believing what god has promised and that's what abel did and he reflected that by him offering the proper sacrifice
3: you don't need a sacrifice if you're doing all of the law but that was that was an act that made him righteous that sacrifice right no, it reflected his faith.
2: It reflected, and if you look at Hebrews 11, it actually mentions that that was an act of faith, The meaning he believed God, and, and righteousness has always been
3: based on faith and okay, so uh, what this. God promises. Deuteronomy 6 and 25 says, and it, talking about the law, yeah, shall be yeah. our righteousness. Yeah, so, so is the law righteous? Yes, absolutely, the law is righteous, but no
2: man is in and of himself, in keeping the law is righteous. So so if we keep the
3: law, does that make us righteous? If you were able to, yes, but you're not. Okay, so why does he say, I come to save those that are sick, not the righteous? Who are the righteous that he's talking about? Uh, Well, he was in, in that context showing
2: because no one is righteous, he came for everybody. That's what he was trying to show when he said that. He was saying, I came for the sick. And everybody said, so I came for everybody, and I didn't okay. come for the righteous because nobody is righteous. Okay. So, now watch So that that. if he that were
3: right the case, that means he would have come for nobody. I mean, that would been you the Abel, But you—you you just said Abel was righteous, and okay, now watch this. When Jesus heard it, he said it to them, "They that are they that are a whole have no have not need of the physician." So who's the whole here? It would be people that don't need Jesus. Do you believe that there are people that don't need Jesus? I mean, those who keep the law know that they have to accept the Messiah, but those who are no, not No, no, law, because according to this, they don't. If they're whole, according to you. You know why they're whole? Because they're why? keeping the law. Oh, okay, so whole. that means they don't need Jesus, right? That's not true, because Jesus is a part of the law. Deuteronomy 18, Genesis 49, and Numbers 24. There's no, no differentiation. I'm going by the
2: scripture that you have up there right now where it says, they that are whole have no need. For the they have no need for Jesus Christ.
3: No, that's not are the there people that have no need for Jesus. No, that's not the context. The context isn't we don't need Jesus. The context is there are believers. There are individuals who are going to follow the Messiah and keep the law. Christ don't need to come to them and tell them anything. He got to go to the ones who are sinning and tell them to stop breaking God's laws and repent. That ain't what
2: Jesus came to do. He came to die for mankind, not to tell man, you need to keep these laws. He then came to he actually die for them. So he didn't teach to keep the law when he was preaching? And he he did it for the purpose so that man would realize that they couldn't, which show nobody where,
3: can. Show me where, where, show me where Jesus Christ said, I'm showing you guys you can't keep the law. He, he shows that in what he revealed to his apostles in the New Testament
2: after okay, he died. So he did he, in three years he didn't say that though right uh, absolutely not do you know why though the reason why he didn't do it is because again it says in first corinthians chapter 2 it talked about how prior to again christ's death god hid again what he was doing in sending jesus so nobody knew truly what christ was doing he didn't reveal to them prior to
3: his death what he um, was doing, he showed it to uh, his okay. apostles, and his apostles proclaimed it to us. Okay, so watch this: Matthew twenty-three and thirty-five. That upon you may come all the righteous blood. Who is this? Who's the righteous blood here? Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, um the earth from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of yeah, Zachariah. Okay. So, okay, okay how, yeah, how was Zachariah righteous according to Jesus Christ?
2: Well, it was the same way that that Abraham was righteous because he believed God. Show me All what about Zacharias. Oh, Say so it's faith, faith of the law? Uh, no, uh, it says in Galatians chapter three that the law uh,
3: is not of faith. You can pull okay, it up so when i it. Now. Okay, watch this. So I wanna see if you agree with Paul or your Lord and Savior. In Matthew 23 Okay, watch this. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe and mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law. So he's going to tell them what they have excluded from the law Mm -hmm. judgment mercy and faith do you agree with the text but i thought you said that i thought you said faith was not a part of the law well it's
2: not a part of the law again in the sense that you can't trust in jesus christ for the righteousness that he's provided and then at the same time think that your righteousness is based on you and so, so again you, that was
3: faith like, like, like the children Lord. you said was, literally the opposite of what jesus christ said you said faith pull, is not pull up galatians three then too so it, so okay. i
2: because i was repeating the scripture pull up okay, galatians
3: three i want you to reconcile i want you to reconcile
2: both of these galatians what okay. okay and i want you to do the same i want you to be able to take your viewpoint and yep. and relate it to what i'm reading and because and, do you do you believe that uh, uh paul's writings are scripture
3: I believe that Paul's writings have some scripture in it, but there's times where he speaks as a man and there's times where he's incorrect.
2: Okay, yeah, I would definitely disagree with you on that. I believe that uh, Paul was... uh he
3: never spoke as a man?
2: Well, uh, wait, he said that again, but he would clearly state when he did that. When okay, he did so that. All, he would say, in Paul, this case, I'm speaking as a man.
3: Okay, so is all of Paul's writings the word of God?
2: Yeah, it is. It still is. He's just saying that
3: again. Okay, so I want to go to 1 Corinthians 7 and 12. So if anybody knows Paul, it's himself. I think think Paul knows himself better than you know him. So 1 Corinthians 7 and 12 Uh, says, to the rest, I say this, I, not the Lord. So is what he about to say, the Lord saying this or him saying it? He's saying that again, he can't trace
2: back again, what he's saying, uh, uh to a direct giving of a, of, a of, a of, a um, discussion pertaining to this subject from the Lord. But again, what he is saying is in relation to what he received as revelation from the Lord. So it's not him just saying that, Hey, this is just my opinion.
3: Okay. So, and so I want to, I want, I want to do this one last thing that I want to go back to the topic of the video okay act 15. so can the Mosaic law circumcise your heart um no okay so in Romans chapter 2 verse uh 23 it says okay. thou that makest thy boast of the law what law is this that's the Old Testament law okay dishonor thou God for the name of God is blasphemy among the Gentiles to you as it is written. For mm-hmm. circumcision, verily profit. Do you agree that circumcision verily profit?
2: Yeah, yeah. That, he's talking about physical circumcision now, yeah.
3: So circumcision does profit?
2: Yeah, it, it profits if, keep reading though. If you keep the law. That's right. And because nobody is keeping it, it does it profits nothing. <laughs> Where does it say nobody's keeping the law? again if you keep on going and even in the context of going to the next very next chapter oh, so, so do you break the law well again i'm not under the law so again but those that choose to be under it they are breaking the law
3: okay i'm so, not under it. so you have to be under the law to break the law absolutely that's right yeah okay so can breaking the mosaic law uncircumcise your heart can it uncircumcise your heart uh yeah. No, no, no. Okay, so watch this. But if thou be a breaker of the law, thy circumcision is made uncircumcision. What does uh-huh. that mean? He, he's talking about physical circumcision. He's saying again, your circumcision means nothing. That's what, what he I mean? means. How it, can it, you physically uncircumcise yourself?
2: Well, that's what he's saying. You see, if you read the context, read, let's read again. For circumcision verily profited, meaning it's beneficial, if you keep the law. Well, mm-hmm. what's the opposite of that if you break the law though exactly. your circumcision is made uncircumcision meaning exactly. it means nothing okay, it, so, it was supposed to be a sign of the covenant but it means nothing if you're actually
3: not keeping the covenant. okay, so, why, okay so let's go to the next verse because okay. you said there is no righteousness of the law right Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. okay therefore if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law what does this mean Who's the, uncircumcision? the uncircumcision would be the
2: gentiles who he's going to say in the very next scripture that they without the law they're doing this without the law keep the righteousness of it meaning that again that that again the the not commend adultery the not lying they're they're operating in those things but they're doing it without the law and that's how true christians operate
3: okay so you said just keep in mind i want everybody to hear this Uh he said that the uncircumcision right here in verse 26 is the gentiles if they keep the righteousness of the law, what does that mean? If the Gentiles keep the righteousness of the law, okay.
2: Let me let me, let me make sure you, I'm clear with what I'm saying. The law is righteous, but you You're just not. Said- <laughs> I, I'm not saying that the law isn't righteous. We know in Romans seven, and and again, that's the confusion that 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 I, I understand with this. That there is the law is righteous. The law saying don't commit adultery don't lie don't cuss don't cheat all of those are righteous things but a man attempting to perform those things through the law won't be able to do it and they won't won't ultimately meet the 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 true requirement of what it means to be righteous before god okay in this context he's talking about and I'm sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting. No, you're I, good.
3: You're good. My no. bad. Good.
2: And, uh, but when, in this context, he's talking about the uncircumcision, which again, if you think about it, the uncircumcision, if they were under the law, they would be breaking it by being uncircumcised. And uh, But he's saying the, the uncircumcision, meaning the Gentiles who don't have the physical circumcision, they are actually performing the righteousness of the law, but they're doing it without it. And he's saying that that's actually again a mark against you Jews, who he's talking about, who actually have the law and you're breaking the
3: law. That's what that's the point he's trying to so make. I want to I want to stick without without the superimposing our understanding into the text. I want to just read it for face value. Okay. So if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, that means if the Gentiles keep the Mosaic Law, correct? No, the righteousness that's in it, meaning they're actually doing. Okay, what
2: the, the law says, but they're doing it without the law. Am okay. I making sense with that?
3: No, I'm talking about just this line right here. Yeah,
2: if yeah,
3: yeah. Follow the
2: follow the law. That's not what it's saying. You don't. You can a a uns, Let's just imagine an unsaved person out there who doesn't doesn't. Let's say they don't commit adultery, and they ain't paying no attention to uh, the law at all they're actually, again, uh, will be doing what the law says without the law. That's the
3: point he's trying to make here. Okay, so if you can't break the law because you're not under the law, how can you keep the law if you're not under the law? (laughs) Because again, it's not about keeping the
2: law. It's about the righteousness, the same righteous things that the law says
3: a person is doing without it. That's the whole point. Okay, so if the Gentiles keep the righteousness of the law, let's get one final position. What does that mean again? That means that a person who does not have the law, like I said, if we read
2: in the very uh, next scripture, uh, again, the, the person who does not have the law is actually doing the things that the law says Okay.
3: the law. Yeah. Okay, got you, got you. So if they do that, mm-hmm. if they if they do that, their uncircumcision is to be counted for circumcision.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. He's saying that he's saying ultimately that that's a, a, a true reflection of them actually being in covenant with God and right with God. Okay.
3: So keeping the righteousness of the law circumcises your heart.
2: No, 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 no. He's saying it's counted as. See, circumcision was always a sign of the
3: covenant. So he's just saying he, he's really just rebuking these Jews. When did, when did when did the law stop being able to circumcise your heart or it never circumcises your heart? Uh, no, I never it never uh, circumcised your heart. Okay, that so, was a new that was a new covenant promise from God. Okay, so I want everybody to hear that he said the circumcision of the heart is a new covenant promise. Uh, so I want to go to Deuteronomy ten and sixteen. Look what God tells the Israelites to do: circumcise your hearts, therefore, and do not be stiff-necked any longer. I thought you said this was a New Testament concept. It, it
2: is, and they couldn't do it. That's why God had to promise them later on. Then I'm going to circumcise your heart, no, and that's going to be a part about, of the new covenant. It's not,
3: it. it's not about if they could do it or not. You said this is a new, introduced idea in the New Testament. No, well, no, that's that's not what I
2: meant. I was ultimately saying it's only something that would be done ultimately by God through Christ in the accord after uh, after now that His death, burial, and resurrection through the gospel.
3: How right, was so he? Telling my point was. Okay, so when he told them to circumcise their hearts, what did he want them to do to circumcise their hearts here? He, he wanted them to, again to try and see that they couldn't do it and see their ultimate need. <laughs> what did for he his
2: want them to try? Uh-huh. What did he want them to try? He, he wanted them to try to, to to again bring their hearts to a place where they would truly
3: obey him. And they couldn't. I mean, obey you would him. agree. Obey that, him. How how would they obey him? by the law obey the law so god told them that the
2: law could circumcise their hearts no 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 they had to circumcise their heart in order to
3: obey the law which they couldn't do that's the whole point you just said my mind pastor mama you just said i said how do you circumcise their hearts you said he wanted them to obey i said well he wanted them to obey what you said keeping the law statutes and commandments therefore circumcising their hearts no, no, no. I, I said that he
2: wanted them to again circumcise their hearts so that they could obey, to bring their hearts to a place where they could truly obey. And they could never do that. God, that's okay. something that God had to do.
3: Okay. So you said the law was removed. So what is the biblical definition of? So there's no more sin now? Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. That's still sin. Yeah. There's always been sin even before the law. Well, what
2: is Paul's Biblical, what is Paul's definition of sin? Uh, it would be, um, in Ephesians 2, uh, mankind because of Adam was, uh, born dead in sins and trespasses, meaning they were slaves, uh, of the desires of the flesh, uh, which again would, uh, compel man to do things that were clearly contrary to his own conscience and to God, to God, see mankind, unsaved mankind has the knowledge of good and evil. We receive that from Adam and Eve. And so mankind knows you can go to Timbuktu and and without the law, they know you sleep with another man's wife. They know that's a problem. They know you lying and deceiving and thieving. They know these things without the law. And so man has a conscience because of Adam. They have also these desires that compel them to do things that are contrary to God. So that's ultimately what sin
3: is. So in 1 John 3 and 4, it says sin is the transgression of the law. What law What law do you break to sin? Well, it actually doesn't say that. I don't know if you're one who who believes
2: in, in looking at the Greek, but it doesn't say transgresseth the law. The word transgresseth is not in there. It's actually the Greek word um, uh, that's translated as lawlessness or anti-law. Uh, it's one word, lawlessness or iniquity is is what the word is. You, you can pull it off if, if you like. That's why others other translations uh um translated as sin is lawlessness what's
3: your what's your favorite translation uh, i usually use the new king james that's the one i usually okay, use so whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness uh-huh. so if you commit sin it's lawlessness uh-huh, uh-huh. what is the definition for lawlessness uh, uh lawlessness is to go contrary
2: to what man knows is right Uh, what man knows clearly is 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 right and and ultimately it's contrary to uh what what christ came to provide ultimately uh which which again go ahead i'm sorry
3: if this isn't no if this isn't the mosaic law why does paul reiterate why does paul reiterate what sin is in romans 7 and 7. what shall we say then is the law sinful certainly not Nevertheless, I would not have known what sin was had not had it not been for the law. What law is this? He's saying that exposed shows him what sin is. Uh, it's it's
2: in uh, um it's the law of Moses. He's talking about the Old Testament law of Moses. And I would love for you to read the rest of that if you want to. But uh, but again, he's talking about again in regard to mankind having a clear at the time, the Jews having a clear definition that they know for sure that this is what God is saying to them, speaking of the Jews. He's, in that whole context is talking about uh, the Jews, those that are under the law. And if you notice in that same context, oh you meet it, muted. I don't know if you're trying to talk. But uh in that same in that same context, you'll see. He mentions that that same law we who are in Christ are dead to.
3: How long? Have, how long was I muted for?
2: Uh, just after you had asked that last question, it just went muted for some reason. Okay, because uh, it got quiet. I I, I thought you were uh, scanning something, but oh, then no. I saw that it was muted. So I don't, I don't know if you were saying something.
3: Oh, so what I was asking was, so you heard me? You heard me? Uh, okay. So we. So. Just a bit ago, you said that sin was not transgression of the law of Moses. And then I went to Romans 7 and 7 and Paul is saying sin is to transgress. Sin is breaking the law of Moses. And you agree. Well, well,
2: in that context, again, he's speaking. If you start at verse one, he says, I speak to those who know the law. So he's talking to specifically Jews who were under the law. The Gentiles weren't under the law. And so okay. my, my point is that And if you go to uh, Romans 5 Around verse 13 to 14 It even talks about how Sin was before the law But it just wasn't imputed Or charged to mankind
3: And so yeah, after that, that part, covenant, I'm talking about the covenant The covenant that, that he's in at this point The covenant that he's in at this point He's saying that sin Is the transgression of the law No, 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 that's, that's not what he's
2: saying He's speaking to people who are under the law. He's speaking to the Jews. And he says, For you who know the law, you know that when I mean, he goes on to talk about again being dead to the law and all of that. And then he he shows here, this is why I love Romans 7. He shows here again why we are not called to be under the law. He says, and i read it for you. Uh, what shall we say then? Is the law sinful? Certainly not. Uh, ne- uh um, nevertheless. Yeah, yeah uh, uh, certainly
3: not. Uh, nevertheless, I would not I feel like it's missing something. Uh, I would not have known what sin was yeah. had it not been for the law. So uh-huh. Paul is saying what shows us what sin is, is the Mosaic law. You don't agree with the text? No, no, no. I totally agree with that. But he's
2: speaking to people who are under the law because look at what he says. Okay, okay,
3: okay. So are you saying that when we're not under the law, we don't we're not under sin? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So now, what is sin today, then? Uh,
2: well, sin is anything contrary to again the work of Christ in your life. Again, which where sin does the, the
3: Bible world say world. that? Where does the Bible say that sin is? I want to see the text that says sin is contrary to anything you're doing as the work of Christ. Well, well, okay, I'll say this: sin is
2: like the works of the flesh or the work of darkness. That's what sin is. Now you can go to Galatians five and it talks about the works of the flesh, meaning that which is a byproduct of man operating according to the flesh. So the reason why I say is anything contrary to Christ is because when we operate in Christ, we're walking according to the spirit and the spirit is producing the fruit of the spirit. And those are leading to again, things that there is no law against, although we're not under the law.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the kingdom of heaven If you deal with eschatology We see the law still being The mosaic law still In the kingdom of heaven Is it is it gone for now Then it's going to come back Or would you like me to, for me to provide the scripture Yeah
2: I think uh, uh, that's a, a Old Testament uh, uh, Or not even Old Testament But that's a um, That is something that And I honestly if I'm honest with you I don't deal I do not deal with But I, I'm not that Prevalent on uh, uh, prophecy, but I don't, I don't bl- at all believe that. Again, the Old Testament laws going to come back. I believe that that's the type and shadow of a particular reality uh, oh. that's going to happen in the day of the judgment uh, of Jesus Christ when He returns and, and judges all those that are outside of Him. So I, okay, I, I...
3: So, so in Zechariah fourteen and sixteen, this is very clear. There's no ang- uh, Obscurity in this. It says. And it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up even from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. Mm-hmm. So you don't agree that, and this is as a requirement, this is not going to happen? Yeah. No, I believe that that's a type and
2: shadow of, I, again, I, because, I'll just say this, that, that Prophecy is all fulfilled in Christ. And so I believe that. And it looks different from how you read it in the Old Testament and actually how it's fulfilled in Christ. So this is going to be fulfilled in Christ a particular way that doesn't look like how it's saying it. And a lot of Old Testament scriptures are like that where they'll say a certain thing, but it'll be fulfilled differently uh, in
3: Christ. Can you give me an example? Oh, man.
2: Goodness. Let me think. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, and see, that's what I said. When it comes to prophecy, I, I don't have a lot of those that I could just pull like that up. Um, OK, that you, I could think of
3: well, right now. Well, can you think of any way off the top of the head how God saying all the nations are going to keep the Feast of tabernacles is some type of typology here? Like what else could it What what is the alternative understanding to this? Um, uh, it it would be again ultimately
2: I believe uh, all nations are uh, being both Jew and Gentiles are going to go be Raised up to be with Jesus Christ And, and dwell with him forever So I, I believe it's ultimately Fulfilled in that way but again like I said I'll just be honest with you I can't Really battle with you On this because again I I, I I don't have uh, the scriptures together To, to kind
3: of um, Well we know, we know that You know why though because Christianity Has said has basically, you know, with all due respect, excuse my French, my, my Italian, Christianity majority has said to hell with the Old Testament. And so for 2000 years, they have forgotten all these unfulfilled prophecies that that God, God's word can't go out and come back void. Even if you say it's going to be fulfilled a different way, uh, we need some answers. But here is here is one right here. Isaiah 66 and 22. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make, shall remain before me. So we know this is the kingdom. So shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass from one new moon to another. And from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me. So do do you like that we're going to be keeping the new moon feast in the kingdom of heaven and I, i'm gonna tell you see and this is why i have no doubt
2: in my mind i cannot prove it fully and i'm still working on uh eschatology but i have no doubt that this is fulfilled by what peter said and i think it's first peter chapter two or second peter chapter two where he was talking about the coming of the lord and how destruction was going to happen and all of us there were going to be new Uh, uh, a new earth and a a new heaven uh, at that time, at the return of Jesus Christ. And uh, and so again, that's talking about the resurrection. That's talking about when we go to be with Jesus Christ. So my point is, again, is that it's fulfilled differently than how it it looks here. Uh, Again, it's fulfilled differently. And that's why I believe you have to go to the New Testament scriptures, which are speaking to us who are in Christ Jesus, who are saved. We have to look at those and see how these Old Testament scriptures are fulfilled.
3: Okay. So, when we do when we when it says new heaven and new earth, what does that mean to you? Um uh, if you could um
2: if you could pull up that P, that first Peter scripture because again, I I, I we we can read that. Let me see if I can find it. Um second Peter 3. Yeah, the second Peter 3. Second yeah, Peter I,
3: 3. Yeah.
2: So let's read that context and see what we can come with from there. Um, and so.
4: I studied the Bible so I know it well yeah can't let nobody make myself a cell can't even lie yeah i still struggle but i know myself i fear god i told him i don't want to go to hell pray for the sermon i'll be asking what's the gift in me must be this music because the world think i'm so sick with it i switch my style some people love it some trying to get with it i think what matters most is i'm living out what's god written i make mistakes but i embrace them i'm still human, I'm still human. i escape from that place that made me feel ruined So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing and pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable, double-minded, I'm unstable, want to put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain because I was jealous of Abel. God told me, Look up, child. I just want to say, I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this. For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss. Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss. And deep down, I know it's only because I'm still living in sin. You transformed my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them. Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them. I need to use my talents because the devil be distracting them. <laughs>
1: I'm home, chilling the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast, it's the hottest
3: message out there. When I'm home, I'm always tuned so in to Faye, he you know, the hottest podcast out there. Don't miss it.
0: When I'm home chilling, I'm always
1: tuned in for Faze, He has the hottest podcast
3: out here. When I'm home chilling the world, I stay tuned to the Faze
1: podcast, it's the hottest message out there. And uh, when I'm at the spot just chilling or my car just driving around, I always use him to Phase. he keeps it real. He said was real. And that's one of the
3: hottest podcasts around. I definitely suggest it. Check him out.